0: Maybe midnight or midday Never early, never late He gon' stand by what he claimed Lived enough life to say I heard your heart, I see your pain Out in the dark, out in the rain Feel so alone, feel so afraid I heard you pray sale this is Pastor Tanya Uyola, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. I don't know about you, but it is almost hump day over here. Just letting you know that you still in it. This is like your mid-morning wake up and stir it up tonight, okay? all right, all right. We made it halfway through the week. Come on now. You got to give yourself a hand clap on that one. Come on now. Hey, come on now. Hey, we got to make it through. All right. I just want to let you know that it's been a blessed week this week. Come on now. Let's say it out. Blessed. We are blessed in the city. We are blessed in the field. Blessed when we come and when we go. Oh, come on now. Now. Let's just go ahead and uh, just have a quick update, you know what I mean? If you have been, you know, dealing with the kids and the hubby and everything else, the bills, you know, and even if it's just you and you got, you know, a pet, dog, cat, what have you, you know, and, you know, you've been able to make it through, you know, exams, papers, hey. Or just to be able to get up in the morning and just to tell God, thank you. Ooh, come on now. Let's talk about that. You know, sometimes we don't want to sit there and give God his just due. All right. Sometimes, hey, I'm here to tell you sometimes I'm, I'm delinquent on some payments and I have to tell God, please forgive me. Because once I get up in the morning, it seems like, come on now. We need to get up with some purpose and some plan to be able to go ahead and conduct your day. Go ahead and command your day. It says that in the Bible, amen? So I just wanted to kind of give y'all some pep talk today to keep you running and moving and not just the coffee, not just the tea for me, all right? not I'm not talking about gossip. I'm talking about TT, okay? I'm talking about the stuff that's piping hot. You know, before you got to get up in the morning and, you know, try to say good morning to the kids, you know, try to get them and get them dressed and running out the door. And then you take your hubby or your your wife to work. So I don't know how your day is going, but I'm hoping and praying that this is going to be able to wake you up, let you know that God is still in it. We, We still winning. All right. We in the winning season. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like, but we are in the winning season. Amen. So I wanted to kind of come in here, and God had pretty much put this on my, my heart just to give y'all a mid, you know, uh week kind of pep talk. And it says, we have clout, but we stay humble. Amen. Ooh, let me say that one more time. We have clout, but we stay humble clout means to be able to have that kind of distinction that that uh je ne sais quoi (laughs) that kind of distinct manner in how you be able to move and focus and you have so many accesses so many different things that god is starting to unlock in this season for you whether it be finances Whether it be a home, whether it be a new car, what have you. But also, God gives you spiritual clout too. Come on now. Dreams, visions, um, being able to give you gifts in the spirit, prophetic. I mean, all these different things God is giving you in this present, in this moment, and giving it down to the next generation, your children. You know, come on now, let's talk about that. Sometimes that we have our children. Don't you know that in this season, God is going to speed up the education part of who they are. God is going to start speeding up a lot of the wisdom and the knowledge. He's going to start partaking that we have to go ahead and give it down to the next generation. And he's going to start giving that out. And I was listening to um, B. Mac writes, uh today. And she brought up a good significant point. And I was listening to that with my husband, on the very next, the last night, and she was talking about how we take care of our children. That is very important. We need to be able to structure our children and also for the relationships we get into. Come on now, let's talk about those. We should not be in those type of relationships if it's hurting our children. Whether physically or spiritually, we should not be in those relationships. So you need to be careful who you bring into your home, who you bring around your children. Because they can be physically or mentally abused, violence. These things can creep up into your life and into your children's lives so be aware and be a parent get into the school boards find out what your children are being educated by and what they are being taught in their school systems and their teachers their mindsets come on now because i had to fight a lot of different things i had to come in there and put the enemy put uh pretty much my boot on an enemy's neck a lot of the times, sometimes with my children's teachers, not because I don't like them, but because I don't like the spirit that has been coming around and taunting my children. And that's a sip it. But I'm just letting you know, you need to be able to go in there with authority and understanding that, you know what, this is of God and this is who I am and this is my child. So we're going to go ahead and go toe to toe and blow to blow. That's in the spiritual and it comes sometimes can be in the natural. But you need to understand that when you go in there and you talk to these teachers, yes, you be compassionate, but also you need to make sure they know the authority that's standing and sitting before them, amen? But let me go back into what I was saying is that we have clout, but we stay humble. Come on now. And it was coming from Isaiah 40, 40th chapter and 31st verse. But let me go ahead and uh I wanted to kind of go to that. I wanted to go to 28 verse, okay? Going up a little bit more, okay? And it says that have 28 verse, have it thou not known, it thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not neither is weary there is no search of his understanding 29 he gives power to the faint come on now the ones that have been weary and well doing and to them that have no might he increases strength come on now so if you feeling kind of faint kind of kind of wonky this time in this time of you know the middle of the week you need to go ahead and tell God I I am feeling this away but give me the strength that I need, Lord. Give me the courage that I need. Give me the mobility whether it's in my countenance to my body, everything that I need today. God, I know you can impartate to me, amen. See, you got to speak by faith and not by sight. Come on now. Not by feeling either. I'm gonna say that. And you have to sit there and honestly have a decent different a real conversation with God. And it says that also He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might, no strength, no nothing. He he increases strength. Come on now. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. That means the ones that should be running all the way through, striking and everything. Sometimes they're gonna be able to feel like I can't make it. I don't, I, I wanna cut out. And the young male should utterly fall. Come on now. Have you seen some of these young people that you thought in their 20s and their 30s? And also, you know, younger than that, sometimes my 8-year-old, 9-year-old, I'm like, y'all should have more energy than I do. And they're like, Mama, uh, we ain't feeling it right now. You, You might want to have to come back on that one. Come on now. But number 31, it says, but they that wait upon the Lord. Ooh, come on now. They, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Come on now. Woo, come on now. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. Come on now, let me say that one more time. They shall run. I'm talking about take off and go and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Come on now. You're gonna be able to make strides in God. In this season. This is a winning season. Come on now. This is your morning wake up. Come on now. Hustle and bustle. Come on now. That hot week. We got to get over it. So God is sitting here and telling me. Come on and give it to the people. We need to be able to go the distance. And do what God says do. This week has been a huge milestone. On understanding and spiritual truth for me. I don't know about y'all. But I know God is starting to impartake some things. I had to sit there and I said, I'm so glad I'm in my winning season. Come on now. I had to declare it for myself. I don't know about nobody else. But I know that Satan has been trying to be able to come in and do those attacks. And do those things that I know that is not of God. See, sometimes he wants to sit there. And strategically, look at me and analyze all of my family. And he wants to try to come and cut in. But God sits there and says, "Uh uh-uh, not today, Satan, not ever. Not with this family. Don't you know that God will sometimes be the, oh, come on now. He will be the quietest thing in the room while chaos is going on and give you sweet peace. Ooh, come on now. See, God will sit there and tell you, hey, go and sit down somewhere. While I have this going on, I know you're in my house. You're my child, so I'm going to sit here and let you be able to rock. Ooh, come on now. I'm going to rock you to sleep. I'm going to let you have sweet dreams. And while the enemy is still trying to tear up and be stupid, guess what? God is still going to come in and give you that peace that you need. I don't know who this is for, but for I know, it's for me. Is for me this week. I know that God can be able to do nothing but fail. Woo share that share God is always on time. Y'all don't know share that. I don't know who this is for, but wake up and understand. God is still there and He's still on the throne. Amen. We have clout, but we still are humble. Ooh, come on now. And it says that you know what? My husband had the word for this year, as usual, and it says humility, staying close to being modest or low esteem of one's importance, as the dictionary has already pronounced. But it says in psychology, the importance of humility is to strengthen social bonds, as in your counselor to your therapist, and as in the spiritual leaders that you have in your church to you. But when you frequently do it, it becomes common. But when you do not do it, oh my God, it becomes a hindrance to how your character is. Do you not understand that according to Associates of Psychology in 2013, if you and it's supposed to be of positive psychology, that means the upbeat, the uplifting, sometimes it's not even always measured. Because we're not used to it. Oh, come on now. And I was like, wait a minute. They don't explain to you how to be humble. How to be, how to be able to think not highly of yourself, but low in spirit. To be able to have that time when God is sitting up there and being the instructor for you. And you are just the, he is the instructor to you. And you are the student. And it becomes apparent to me that in 1 Peter 5 and 5, God oppresses the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Ooh, come on now. He gives those doors and those opportunities to the ones that sit there and know and say, you know what? I know who I am, but guess what? I'm going to stay in my place because that's the way that God wants me to be. Ooh, come on now. See, some of us want to sit here and think ourselves higher than what we are. Let me talk to you apostles. Let me talk to you prophets. Let me talk to you people that sit here and think that you are not, that you think you're better than what God has been giving you. Come on now. uh uh-uh. Let me tell you something. You better understand and know that God is the author and the finisher of your faith. He is the main one that should be instructing you to where you should be going. And yes, you have spiritual leaders. But when that spiritual leader is not doing what thus says the Lord, then you need to go and take it to the Father. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, sometimes when you're lowly in spirit and you're humble. God will start seeing those things and letting you see the hidden things that have been revealed to other people like John the Baptist, Elijah, all these different people. They stayed humble. They stayed before God's face. They stayed so much in God's face that they had the afterglow. They had like Moses had. The relationship that God sits there and tells us he wants to fellowship with us day and night. He wants to be able to be the pinnacle of our lives. The primary, the source, the center, and everything else that is of him has to be able to be grasping him. Oh, come on now. See, some of us don't want to sit here and you don't want to take that time. See, there's a situation where when you have been able to, as they say, the old people, cope people, or go and date people, don't you know that you made yourself have time, mobility, and also location? Well, I'm going to say that one more time. Time, mobility, and location. See, sometimes you had to be able to understand that you know when your honey Or your boo is going to call. So you make sure that you've been on time for that call. Do you understand? Everything else is passed aside. Don't you know that's how God will be with us? See, we need to be able to be humble enough to go before God and say, God, do you understand? I need this. I understand, God, that this is going on with me. And I just want you to know. That I know my God is bigger than my problems, but I need to come and ask you some things. See, God, I, I don't understand everything, so I'm going to you right now in the name of Jesus. That you should be able to do, either in the good times, in the bad times, even when it's ugly, when it's beautiful. Don't you know God loves the messy because he can be able to clean it up? Come on now when you got disagreements, when you got misunderstandings, when you have so much things on you and people have so many things that they have to be able to lift off of themselves. God wants you to know when you stay humble and you stay prayerful and you stay before his face and you stay taking after him. I'm talking about chasing after him. When you do with your boo or your or your honey, or whatever pet name you have given that person. You stay before them. You stay in front of them. You stay present with them. And mobility, let me tell you something. I've been married for 22 years, and me and my husband had a long-distance relationship. He was in Fort Hood, Texas, which I did not like. But I was in Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and we would sit there and have communication on the phone. And don't you know, sometimes my phone bill will be so high, but you know what? Every time that I picked up that phone, I had constant communication with him, and it taught me how to love him even the more. And some of y'all can't even be able to love the ones you got, and you've been with this person for umpteen years. Come on now. Let me say it like that. But you've been with God for umpteen years, but you can't sit there and give God the praise and the glory when he's needy. I'ma wait. You won't sit there and give God the ultimate praise and do what he's due this time. Come on now. This is your wake-up call this morning. Excuse me. And don't you know that every time that we have to be able to constantly do what God says do... And be able to be in location now. You see me. I'm in my car. I'm talking to God. I'm on the phone. I'm trying to sit here. And when I soon I come off the phone, I'm saying, thank you, God. Don't you know when you start a good communication with someone, no matter the location or the time or the mobility, God will be present. You see his phone line is not too busy. Come on now. I'm going to say it like that. His time with you is not too shallow. His time with you is not too frail. He is frequently available to the people of God. Don't you know this is your wake-up call today? Don't you know when you're in your winning season, God wants to be able to use you where you're at. I don't care if you're in South Korea like me or around the world, United States, Singapore, wherever you're at, are located. Don't you know God wants to be able to tap into you on today? Doesn't matter what age you are. Doesn't matter whatever skin tone, whatever kind of qualifications, but God is the one that's being able to qualify you on today. And it says in Luke 14, 11, everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. Come on now. Everyone that thinks highly of themselves, and they ought to, will be lowered down. And for the ones who are humbled, he will, and excuse me, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Don't you know that God will put you into places, locations, have your names on doorposts because you've been able to be faithful to him. You've been able to sit there, excuse me, and go through some things and told no one about them. And you have been able to take some hot, some shots. Come on now, let's talk about that. From spouses, from family members, from friends and colleagues. You've been taking some things and you sit there and you take it because you know God's got better for you. And don't you know, That God is sitting there and saying, I don't want you to be a punching bag. Come on now. I want you to stand up and know who I am. Yes, be with boldness and clarity. But your character and your traits will catch you and give you to be able to go very far in him. I don't know who this is for. I felt God come in the room. I thank you, God, for being able to have the platform that I have in order to shake up and to shift all the things that we need in this time and period. Don't you know that when you are humble, oh, thank you, Lord, your little humbleness and grace hmm, will be acknowledged. And don't you know that it says in humility, receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. James 1, 21. Receive what God has given you. Don't let it go anywhere else but with you. God has been calling you for years. Sometimes some of us been calling us for days and some of us want to ignore it. Men and women of God, I'm telling you, Step out, do what God says do, and he will give you those things that you need. He will give you the people that to be around. Mm -mm -mm. He will give you the connections, the business interests, the investments that you need to have. He will give you what you need in this time, in this hour, spiritual growth. Seek him. All that you need is right there in front of you. All you have to do is open up your Bible. If you have, if you do not have one, please go purchase one. That's the best money you can buy. That's the sword that you need. That's the frequent understanding of who God is in communication form, in written form. Amen. But also, it gives you a positive uplifting in your mindset. Of who God is. Being humble. I don't tell everybody what I've been doing. Because everybody can't contain what I've been doing. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I don't tell everybody what I'm doing. I go and I do it. And some people, they'll receive it because that's my friends. But other people will think that you're boasting. So sometimes it's a lot that I have to be able to sit there and keep quiet of. And that's the best part. It's because when you start seeing who God is and start flourishing in someone else, you can say that I took part in that. And have no doubts about who you are. And have no qualms about how God has raised you up. And it also speaks in also Proverbs 12 and 15. A wise man is he who listens to counsel. See, sometimes you have to be able to sit there. And today I was very, very, very happy because my husband taught me today, even though you hear some of the loudest voices around you, God can come in as a quiet, sweet, soundry, peaceful voice. Listen to him. And, and it don't cost you anything who my God, but to listen to him. And he takes you further than what you think you're going to go. And he goes, I mean, it goes the distance. Sometimes when we're just humbled, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. First Peter five and six, when you are humbled, mm, God, he comes down and he anoints you. See, David was a shepherd boy. And even though the prophet came to his father's house and he thought, paraphrasing now, that the firstborn, because he was a strapping young, good looking man, will be the next king, God said, No, 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 uh uh-uh. uh, that's not him. And he went down through all the sons. And then you see, Picture it. This brawny little boy, probably covered in dirt from head to toe, and he comes in smelling really bad, having to, you know, wash his face and wash his hands before he is about to come in. And the prophet sits there and he's like, shaking his head like, man, is that it? That's all you have is son, So come on now. And... Just paraphrasing. Think about it. Are you like David? See, God sits there and he saw you scrawny, maybe a little bit unbalanced, got dirt, you know, which is sin on you. And he sees you going about your way. And he sees you having to pick up so many different things just to be able to live this life. But when you're coming in from your work, and then God sees you. He still sit there and says, I see them and I like the reality of them. Then I'll make them qualified for my journey. So I can imagine how the prophet felt when God said that's him. And he says, wait a minute, hold up. God, that's him? That's it? He's the king? Yeah, he's he that's it. He's the king. So When he got anointed, David got anointed by the prophet, what did he do? He went back to work. Hmm. He went back to what he knew because it wasn't his time yet. Come on now, let me tell you like this. See, some of us think that because we've been anointed by God that we should go ahead and start um, doing the work right away. Sometimes God wants to sit there and still sit there and see how our character is under the face of many things. And I had to realize that David went back and, you know, he fought lions, he fought bears, you know, wolves. He fought all of that. And he still remained intact with his humility and his character. And I think I know that's how God loved him because he was humble enough and open enough. Ooh, come on now. I'm going to say it like I mean it to receive instructions, even when it would cost him. See, some of us have to be able to get into that mindset today. Yes, we have clout. Yes, we have authority. Yes, we have abilities. Yes, we have all of these different things but are we humble are we sitting here and all the time in the clout but never being able to relate to people let me say it like this have you ever gotten into a point when you are either ministering or you see someone but you already prejudged them Before they even came into the door. Come on now. Let me talk about this. Hmm. So many people want us to come dressed to the nine when we come to church. And that's no problem. You know, that's for some people's budget. They can do that. But I had to realize on this week, hmm, my, 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 that it would be in August. It will be about maybe four, maybe five years I've been here back in Korea, and I'm thankful and grateful for how we started out when we first came back. See, we didn't have a lot of money. And my means was just to go to church was just a sh- you know shirt, and pants, jeans, and some socks and chucks. That's all I could afford. So every time that we would go to church, People would gawk, people would stare, say comments and everything else. But you know what? I was the most relatable, me and my husband that was. Because we sat there and we were able to dress down and meet people right where they were. Let me say it like this for the people in the back. See, sometimes the way that we dress can throw people off. I don't know about some people. Now, I'm not talking about modesty. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about sometimes God would want us to be able to be modest. Yes. But what I'm talking about is sometimes dressing down in order for people to approach us, in order for people to relate to us, in order for us to be able to understand that Everybody didn't grow up in church. Hmm, come on now. Everybody's attire, whether you like it or not, is not always going to fit the program of the church. And see, sometimes I have to understand that it ain't about in a hat. Mm, come on now. It and It's not even in about how we sit here and we posture ourselves, present ourselves to people. See, I like to be real with people in the first time because I don't want to sit there and be a cause for them to stumble. And yes, some people think that, you know, pastors, a lot of pastors are up here. No, we should be way at the bottom because we're supposed to be the servants of God. This is how a pastor should be. This is how an apostle should be. This is how every person in the church should be because we were able to sit there and be called of God for the purpose, for the people to serve the people, to be able to have that time with God and be able to know, look, this is set aside for us to be able to know who God is. Now also too. You need to be able to pace yourself. Yes, certain times I cannot sit here and tell you that I don't know how I'm functioning sometimes because my sleep pattern would be off, but I would still get enough sleep. Come on now, let me talk to you about this. See, God would call some of us, I don't know about you, but sometimes he calls me at three or four in the morning to get up and to pray and to read his word and to talk to him. And you have to be able to function. Come on now. Function as God would like for you to function. Spend time with him. Give him his time and give him his, his time and his praise and his adoration because if you were not in his presence, in his glory, where would you be? Think about that for a few seconds. What would you be doing? See, some of us, I don't know about you, but I know I would be shocked because I know that I've come so far and I know that I have yet to go more. But without his grace, his mercy, his Holy Spirit, his life in me, excuse me, I wouldn't know what to do, where to be. And because of the changing seasons, excuse me, but I know that he keeps me. He keeps me from a whole lot of the old me. And I wanted to let you know that this race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but to the one that endures till the end. See, I know we all have problems. We all have things that will try to trip us up, try to tempt us. But you know what? Don't give in. Don't think that you got here on your own. Let me say it like this. Don't think that for one moment God was not on his job when he placed you where you're at right now. Don't you know that even if you're not in the place that you need to be, don't you know God is setting you up for greatness? Come on now. Come on. I'm going to say it like this. See, I remember when I was in H-E-B, mm, thank you, Jesus, in Texas. Love Texas. Shout out to Texas. Amen. He was able to take me from HEB, and I was working there for six months. And this woman of God came by, and she saw me, and I was crying, and I was praying. I said, God, I don't know how to do this. And I had to sell the goods that I was selling. And the woman came by, and she said, you know, she was honestly, she said, you know, you're new here. I said, yes, ma'am, I am. And I was crying and I said, ma'am, I don't know what I'm doing. But I'm trying to do this for my family and I'm trying to make ends meet. Don't you know that woman came and she stood by me and she put her hands on me. Excuse me for crying, but I know that God, my God, can settle you into places. Mm. And open up doors for you. Don't you know she prayed for me? And she said, whatever this woman needs, God, you impartake into her. Ten times food, my God, my God. She said, whatever she is lacking, God, you give her the wisdom of Solomon and you give her the mindset of everything that she needs right now in the name of Jesus. I remember her like I remember yesterday. And when she was finished praying, she said, I'm going to come back and I'm going to see about you. And from then on, I was selling everything out of that store. And when she came back and she heard, she said, I seen your name tag and I and I heard what you've been doing. I said, it's been nothing but God. And I told her, I thank you. She said you should be thanking God because he told me to come by here. Usually, I don't even stop. Come on now. I don't even stop this way. But God told me to come in and be able to seek you out. Don't you know God will do the impossible? Oh, come on now. I don't know who this is for. You need to be able, no matter what, Don't you know within those six months, I became the top seller over H-E-B. And they were like, I don't want you to go. But I told them, look, God's got me and he already put it in my mindset. You can't stay here. (laughs) I got more for you to do. Mm, 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 mm. Don't you know when you take God with you every room, every single thing that you do. Every paper that you write, every prayer that you have over your children, every time that you take your children to school, every time that you love on your husband or your wife, every time that you're cleaning your home, every time that you have to be able to be at that job or the positions, the various positions you have to hold. Don't you know he comes in and he shows up and he shows out when you stay humble? Will you stay with God? Let me tell you something. These tears that you hear me tell this is tears of joy. Because we had to go through so much just to get here. Don't you know, God wants you to write your own book. And you may not publish it, come on now, but write it down and make it plain of how you've gone this far and you've done it with him. It's not been mama, it's not been daddy. Come on now, it's not been husband or his children, it's been him. And he has been able to create the family that you need just for you and you alone. I'm talking about myself. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm letting you know. God can create the atmosphere that you need to be able to develop the growth and love that you need in this time and hour. Lord, I thank you. I just want to let you know. That this is your wake-up call today. This is your hump day. You made it through the middle of the week. Congratulations in God. And know that you have been a conqueror. You are an overcomer. You are an overachiever. But guess what? Keep it humble. Keep it where God would like for you to be. Keep your status and everything else. Sometimes you have to be low maintenance in order for God to be able to put you in high maintenance places. Come on. I'm going to say that one more time. Sometimes God will let you be able to operate in low maintenance so he can place you in high maintenance places. Mm-mm-mm. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Amen. Now. Now. I'm going to say it like this. If you do not know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and you would like to know him, please go to Romans 10, 9, and 10 with the confession and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. Ask God to forgive you of your sins. Let Jesus come in. And he will have the Holy Spirit to come in with you. This is not cliche. This is not fake and phony. Because to me, this is my life. See, this is different from religion-ism. Because with religion-ism, I can brush my teeth all the time. And that's religious-ism. But if it's not applied to my life daily, what am I to gain? Nothing. And if you're one of us one of the believers, man and woman of God, and you got to go the distance, man, I'm telling you, contact me, email me. I'm here on Facebook at Latanya L-A-T-O-N-Y-A, last name U L L O A. And also I have a Facebook page. It is written. Please put it in the comment section and let me know what you think. Some of the things that we talk about, please let me know, does it hit hard or is it something that has re- been resonating in your spirit? Um, also, we have Spotify, Apple, I'm working on YouTube, and also but Facebook and various other platforms. Please, come on, what, what do you got to lose to subscribe to me? Give me some likes and shares. And let me know what everybody else thinks too. Tell your friends, tell your family members, tell your aunties, uncles, you know, cousins, grandpa, grandma, let them know, hey, some of us that's in the body of Christ, we're just as down home as anything else. We're just as articulate. And yes, we have education, but guess what? We still want to be able to be where the people are. We still want to be able to reach the masses, but also be personable, understanding, and knowing who God is. Now, the last call. This is your, you know, Wednesday morning. Wake up. Encouragement. Woohoo! You made it through the through this week, hump day, and you made it. Congratulations. Now go forth and do what God says do, amen. But before you leave the house, go ahead and tap into him. Call him up prayer and fasting. But also, go in and have some thanksgiving. Go in with a smile. Do you understand that sometimes you are distracting the enemy when you smile? And go in with a good heart and good intent, amen? No matter what's going on, what's shaking and baking, know that God is still good. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to me. God bless you. Once again, Kononza Some face a lifetime of volunteers. tears. But he's in the darkness. He's in the cold. Just like the morning.